Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 127 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, what we are going to talk about is value investing. And uh, we have talked about some of the tenets of value investing previously, but I have not dedicated an episode to it. I've talked about uh, books like The Intelligent Investor that talk a lot about value investing. I've talked about The Most Important Thing, which is a book uh, that has a lot of the uh, inner workings of value investing uh, within it, but I have not dedicated an entire episode to value investing, what it is, and how you can benefit from it. So that is what today is going to be about. And hopefully you can benefit a lot uh, from this discussion of one of the investing strategies uh, that many people worldwide take on every single day. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you put down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, then just be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplementary materials to all the things I'm putting out on these long form episodes every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you with your financial situation, create a financial plan that's specific to you and your family and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can help you do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work With Dylan tab and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. So let's just start with what is value investing? Well, Warren Buffett is probably the most famous value investor of all. Uh, and uh, Warren Buffett talks a lot about some timeless uh, investing principles, and those really uh, center themselves around this value investing strategy. So what value investing is, is it is an investment strategy that focuses on stocks specifically. So value investing can have to do with any particular asset class, uh, but most typically what we're going to talk about is stock market uh, and that's what we're going to, you know, just put our focus on, especially in this episode, because that is where many of you will be investing and maybe employing a value strategy within. And so it focuses on stocks that are underappreciated by investors and the market at large. And the stocks that the value investors seek typically look cheap compared to the underlying revenues and earnings from their businesses. And investors who use the value investing strategy hope that the stock price will rise as more people come to appreciate the true intrinsic value of the company's fundamental business. And so uh, basically all we're saying is when you are value investing, what you're trying to do is purchase things that are currently selling for less than what they are worth. Well, you may say, obviously, isn't this something that everybody is trying to do? Isn't this the whole idea of investing is buying something for less than what it is worth? Well, one would think so. Uh, but there was a key to that definition uh, that I think we should really key in on. And it was stocks that typically look cheap compared to the underlying revenue and earnings. So with value investing, you're not necessarily focusing on uh, just the price or just the movement of the stock or the stock chart or any type of technical analysis. You are focusing on the fundamentals of the company. And relative to the fundamentals of the company, what price is the company trading for and what price should the company be trading for? And that helps you make a decision of what price you should pay and whether or not you should invest in some asset. And so what this brings about is this idea of intrinsic value because obviously uh, with value investing what you're trying to do is determine what the value of something is today 
Well, the intrinsic value is that. The intrinsic value uh, is the value of something today. Now, that is not the price for which it is selling. That is what it is worth based on its fundamentals today. And obviously, intrinsic value differs based on the set of assumptions that you use. Uh, because as investors, we are trying to determine what intrinsic value is. That way we can determine if a particular stock is selling for more or less than what it is worth relative to its earnings, its cash flows, its revenues, things of the like. And so intrinsic value is something that we try to find. And then I've talked about this idea before. We try to take intrinsic value and we try to find this margin of safety between intrinsic value that we find uh, and the market price for which something is currently selling. Uh, because, like I said, the intrinsic value depends on the set of assumptions that you make uh, and the beliefs that you have about a particular company in this case. And uh, if that set of assumptions is slightly off, it can impact what the intrinsic value is. Therefore, you want to create a reasonable margin of safety, uh, which is the difference between the market price and the intrinsic value. That way, even if you're a little off with your intrinsic value calculation, uh, you can still make a considerable gain on whatever you choose to invest in. And so um, the greater the difference between the intrinsic value and the current stock price, the greater the margin of safety is uh, because not every value stock will turn its business around successfully. So not every value stock uh, will get back up to the value that they are worth. And that's a very important thing to note is that even though you may find something that's selling for less than it's worth relative to its earnings and its revenues, there may be something um, inerrant to the company that doesn't allow it to trade for that value that you think it should be trading for. And so if the business doesn't get to that value, the margin of safety is important for value investors so you can minimize losses uh, when you are wrong. Because we've talked before about when you are investing, uh, it's not a you know crapshoot. It's not uh, just a flip of a coin. It's nothing like that. Uh, Peter Lynch calls it, it's like playing five card stud and you can see everyone else's cards. And uh, I think that is a perfect uh, idea of exactly what it is. And you can be playing a lot of hands at the same time. So dealing with a lot of different stocks at the same time. And so um, I agree with that. And I think there is a certain level of risk and you can be wrong. You can look at a company's fundamentals and determine their intrinsic value and find a margin of safety and still be wrong when it comes to how you choose to go about investing in that particular stock. But uh, that is what the margin of safety is there for. And that is the big idea of value investing. The big idea of value investing is we are going to um, you know, find what the value of something is, what the intrinsic value is, compare it to what the stock price is, and then determine if we're going to invest in that particular stock or not. Now then the question becomes, well, what makes a great stock that is a value stock, that is a value investment? Well, defining a value stock uh, is basically just saying it is inexpensive relative to its revenues, earnings, cash flows, and other financial metrics, things of the like. Um, however, the best stocks have uh, these attractive characteristics uh, that you would find and you would say, oh, well, these are characteristics of a particular stock that we like and that um, help us to determine you know, our intrinsic value and make the best decisions that we can when it comes to the long term value of a particular company. And so these are just a few things that we would look for uh, that would make really, really good value stocks. The first one is a well-established business with long history of success. Uh, and obviously the reason that that is is because the longer that something is established, 
then the easier it becomes to determine what the value of that thing is. Uh, it is not easy to determine value just based on some short-term success. Uh, it is not easy to determine value just based on uh, you know just a company recently going public or a company that struggled for a long time and now is turning it around. It's not easy to find value in those particular situations. But if a company is established and has a long history of success, uh, that would be uh, an interesting uh, company to look at when it comes to trying to find a value play. And then you also want to find a company that has consistent profitability. Um, it is very hard to determine the value of something if it has negative earnings. Uh, and that is true whether or not you are looking uh, at a value stock, whether or not you are looking uh, to invest in this type of way. If you're trying to find the value of any particular company, uh, it is difficult to find the value of a company that has no earnings at all or has negative earnings uh, in many cases. And so we want to find a, a well-established company that has consistent profitability, been profitable for a period of time. That way we can determine what the growth rate of that profitability is and whether or not that profitability is sustainable over the long term. Uh, and that will help us to determine what our intrinsic value will be. Uh, and it will help us to determine whether or not this is a great value stock or not. Then we'll also look for stable revenue streams without huge amounts of growth, but typically also without big contractions and sales either. So we're looking for stability in revenues because when it comes down to it, when you're looking at uh, you know what the value of a stock is and you're trying to determine uh, whether or not you should invest in something, uh, you have to be able to determine if that particular company uh, is creating revenues. Now, earnings are extremely important. Cash flow is extremely important. Uh, but if you're not selling anything, if you're not actually um, you know able to make sales and have revenues in your firm, then there will be no cash flow. There will be no earnings. And so having uh, some stability in sales and being able to see uh, that there are uh, revenue growths within these particular types of companies, but you don't see a lot of uh, ebbs and flows. It allows you to have a better idea of what future revenue streams are going to look like and therefore determine what the intrinsic value of a particular stock is today. Because when we are trying to determine what intrinsic value is, we are taking the present value of future cash flow. So if you wonder why we look for consistent profitability and stable revenue streams, because uh, if we want to determine what's going to happen in the future and discount that back to today, then the only way that that can happen uh, is if we have some general idea of what the future will look like. And the future uh, is better predicted by things that are more stable and consistent than things that fluctuate a lot uh, or a company that may have you know, negative earnings and the earnings pop positive or whatever it may be. That can really throw growth rates off uh, and thus that can throw off your intrinsic value calculation quite a bit. And then another attractive characteristic of a value stock, of a value investment, uh, is dividend payments. And um, this is not required, obviously, and we talked yesterday about what dividends are uh, and why they matter and why they can help us. So we know uh, that dividends can be reinvested over the long term and help us to build long-term wealth. And we know that dividends are uh, companies paying out pieces of their earnings to their investors. Uh, but the whole idea is that if a company is paying dividends and have done so for a long time, that again helps us determine what intrinsic value is because you can discount their dividends back. And uh, that is an extremely useful thing to do, especially if they have grown their dividend over time. Uh, again, this is not a, 
a thing that you have to do. You do not have to uh, you know, have a dividend stock to have a good value stock. But uh, if something does pay dividends, the dividends are growing consistently uh, or are relatively stable, then we can get a good idea of what the value of that particular company is uh, if it also has you know, the stable revenue streams, the consistent profitability, and is a well-established business that has long-term success. And so if it has all of those things, then we may be looking at a very, very uh, good candidate for a value stock that we might want to invest our money in. Uh, and so if you see these things, um, you know, it is important to understand that a company that has them isn't necessarily a great value stock. Okay. So even though a company may have all of these things that we just said, it doesn't mean that it has to be a great value stock. Sometimes a stock only appears to be a good value for investors, but is actually a value trap. And value traps can continue uh, to suffer share price declines even when their stocks seem attractive. And what this idea of a value trap is, is it is a stock or another investment that appears to be cheaply priced uh, because it has been trading at low valuation metrics. So things like your price to earnings, your price to sales, price to book, price to cash flow, things like that. And what a value trap um, can do, it can attract investors because it looks like uh, there's a lot of value to be found in a particular company uh, because those investors are out looking for a bargain because when you're value investing, it's just like when you are value shopping, uh, you are looking for bargains. And so uh, investors are out looking for bargains. They think that they find one because it seems inexpensive relative to uh, its long-term historical valuation metrics, um, but there is a problem. And the problem is that the stock may continue to languish or drop further uh, even after an investor buys into the company. So again, there may be something uh, that is inherently wrong in the stock. And the whole reason for this value trap is that you have this poor investment, right? That looks, it looks good. It looks like uh, we may have something to invest in, but it becomes a poor investment because the low price and the low multiples uh, is because the company is experiencing financial instability uh, and has little growth potential. And that is part of the key of all of this is growth potential. Just because a company has done something in the past and looks like uh, a good company that you may want to invest in doesn't necessarily mean that the future uh, is going to hold the same fate. Uh, so even though we like the consistent profitability, we like stable revenue streams, we like things that we can forecast into the future, it doesn't always mean that they do. It doesn't mean that the growth always forecasts into the future. So if there is no future growth, or, or if there's very little future growth, then discounting that future growth back to today uh, will really put a damper on multiples and a damper on uh, the share price for the particular company. And that uh, can make you fall into this idea of the value trap. So then the question becomes, why would we want to invest in value stocks? Why would we want to invest in value companies? Well, everybody likes a bargain, right? Uh, we go shopping, we like a bargain. We like to find things on clearance, things on sale. But for some reason, a lot of times in the stock market, uh, we want to buy the things that are rising in price. And uh, it's like, you know, people look at those things that are rising in price as some status symbol like we do uh, with things that are very expensive with consumer goods. But it doesn't make a lot of sense. Why would you not want to buy something that is on sale relative to what it is worth? Because I'll just tell you this, there are times when I'll go shopping and you'll look at something and you'll say, uh, well, I really like that, but that's just, you know, that's a little much for that. Uh, but then you come back later and that thing's 30% off. Well, you would likely buy whatever that is. Well, the same thing goes with stocks. The same thing goes with value stocks uh, is that, you know, 
it's one thing if something is you know exactly priced perfectly uh, or maybe is priced a little above what you think it is worth to you uh, but if you come back later and that uh, you know that hoodie or those shoes or or whatever it is is cheaper uh, substantially cheaper and you think that it's a good price for that and you're getting a good bit of value out of it then you would purchase it and the same thing goes with value stocks so everybody likes a bargain uh, and all it takes to make money with a value stock is for enough other investors to realize that there is value to be had because it's the whole thing and that's something that i said at the outset that i didn't really key in on uh, but is very important is that a lot of value stocks are just stocks that are uh, out of favor at the particular time for no necessary reason maybe or maybe there is some reason that you know didn't actually play out uh, but these stocks may be stocks that just the investing public either doesn't have their eye on very often uh, or they think that those companies aren't as good as they actually are but if enough investors pull together and realize uh, that there is value to be found then you will get uh, big increases in value and once this happens the share price should go up to reflect the higher intrinsic value uh, and those who bought in a discount will obviously get their profit so those who bought uh, at a significant discount to the intrinsic value uh, will be able to get their profits out um, of the company and furthermore many investors like the margin of safety provided by a stock that's purchased for less than what it's inherently worth so uh, investors actually like that space they like that difference between uh, what something is selling for uh, and what something is actually worth because um, if you're buying a different type of company just some high-flying growth company which we will talk about growth investing and growth companies in tomorrow's episode uh, but if you're buying a company like that uh, that company is constantly pushing at high multiples and that company uh, is constantly increased price increased price increased price and likely selling uh, for more than what their current fundamentals say that they should be selling for because they are discounting a lot of future growth back to today thus increasing uh, the share price that is uh, in the stock today and so if you have companies like that then it is almost impossible to find some margin of safety because uh, what the current fundamentals would tell you that the intrinsic value is is not likely to be above what the current market price is so it, it's likely to be below what the current market price is and in that case uh, then you have a situation where something is trading above its intrinsic value uh, which means that you are, don't have any value to find in it uh, and that it is a lot more um, ambiguous as to whether that stock uh, will be able to keep up and uh, will be able to keep pushing forward with the growth assumptions that investors are making uh, but when you have uh, some fundamentals and you have uh, this this function of earnings and revenues and cash flows uh, and you can actually look and go okay uh, I have this margin of safety there's this difference between what it is worth and what it is worth is actually greater than what it's currently selling for uh, then there is value that actually can be found in those particular types of companies now value stocks are also seen uh, as defensive stocks a lot of time and um, that can be true uh, but you can also earn very very good returns in value stocks and so for those who see themselves as like defensive investors people who don't want to take a lot of risk and uh, want to uh, just really you know minimize the likelihood of big crashes in their portfolio um, a good value stock can provide both protection against losing money and so i mean just think about it for just a second if something is already trading for less than it is worth and let's say the market as a whole has a crash right the market as a whole has a hard pullback 
then that stock is probably far less likely um, to actually decline uh, as heavily as the market because it is already trading for less than it's worth and the market uh, in a lot of cases can be trading at or above uh, what it actually may be worth based on fundamentals and so uh, it can decrease your risk your volatility in that way but once the market and investors recognize the value that is in whatever uh, stock we're talking about uh, then you can get a really really good payoff from an uh, from a good value stock uh, and so that is something that uh, defensive investors can take advantage of and still make really, really good returns. But value investing can require patience because the truth of the matter is, is that if investors haven't found that there is value in something to this point, then it may actually take them a while to realize the value that you've realized in something. And there's so much information and so much um, about companies out there. Uh, and it doesn't mean that things are priced perfectly. And it doesn't mean that people are using information correctly. Uh, it just means that if you are looking for a good value stock, then you're likely going to have to go fishing uh, in a place where you know a company is not heavily followed by analysts or uh, have a lot of institutional ownership or whatever it may be. Because the less eyes that are on something, the more uh, value that can be found within it. Because uh, if a lot of people are constantly looking and analyzing and trying to figure out what something is worth, then there's going to be a better idea of what it's worth and the market is going to reflect that idea. But the fewer eyes that are on something, the fewer eyes uh, that are on a particular stock, then the less likelihood we have of actually knowing what that thing is worth and realizing it in the market. And it can also force uh, the stock to be trading for less than what it is actually worth. But you have to be patient. You have to know uh, that there can be uh, a lot of time between when you make the determination and when you buy. Um, and so uh, there, there's a saying that uh, I've heard multiple times, and it's, uh, you know, there's really no difference between being early and being wrong. Uh, so even though you may need to be patient, you still need to allow yourself for enough margin of safety and uh, enough determinants of there's going to be growth in the future that will uh, actually show up in the stock price. Uh, that even if you allow yourself to wait, you will still make good returns because you don't want to wait, 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 wait. Uh, and you fall into that value trap and you never realize the gains that you thought you would realize. Now then the question becomes, well, how do we avoid value traps? How do we avoid the situation uh, where the company's value, the company's intrinsic value is never actually met and we continue to trade for below that intrinsic value and at very low valuation multiples? Well, there are a couple of situations in which uh, value traps can be found uh, and so you should watch out for these particular situations. So stocks in cyclical industries like manufacturing and construction, they often see their earnings rise substantially during booms. Uh, and a lot of those earnings may disappear uh, when the industry finally cools off. So when investors see possible busts coming for a stock, its valuation will look very inexpensive compared to recent earnings. So uh, if you're looking at this type of cyclical industry, and you're looking at a stock within the cyclical industry, remember that the information that you have is from the past, right? The earnings that you see are from the past. The revenues that you see are from the past. And understand that, uh, again, that doesn't necessarily mean that that growth is going to continue into the future. So if you look and you go, oh, based on what I see here uh, and what the future growth rate should be, uh, this stock should continue upward and there, and there should be no reason that it's selling as cheaply as it is. Uh, but what the market priced in that you failed to do and failed to take into account with your growth assumptions, uh, 
was that in the future, that company would not have those types of earnings and revenues that it had previously. So you want to look out for that uh, because that can allow you to fall into the value trap to where you're just floundering uh, and not meeting the intrinsic value that you need to meet. And then stocks in areas that emphasize intellectual property are prone to become value traps. Uh, so for instance, if a drug company has a high selling treatment, but is losing patent protection for the near future, uh, then much of its profits can disappear quickly. And this happens with drug manufacturers very, very commonly as they will lose uh, their patent protection. And so there will be generic drugs that come out that undercut them in price. Therefore, their revenues and profits uh, fall away. So the profits that you may have seen in the past uh, based on the drugs that they have had uh, and the drugs they've had outstanding that they could sell uh, and make a lot of money off of those drugs because there could be no generic for them, uh, then uh, that is going to go away in the future. And if you don't take that into account, uh, then you can end up being in a place where, uh, again, you are floundering within a value trap. So if you want to avoid value traps, just remember, and so if you want to avoid value traps, just remember the future of a company is more important than its past when valuing a stock. If you focus on a company's prospects for sales and earnings growth in the months and years to come, uh, you'll likely be able to find uh, more of what the true value is. Now, again, this is not to say that the past doesn't matter. Again, an attractive value stock has had consistent earnings and stable revenues and uh, a longstanding business and, and longstanding success. Uh, but that does not mean uh, that that success will continue into the future. So take a deep dive into these companies and really pay attention uh, to what you're looking at uh, being in the future, not just looking at the past and assuming that the past will continue. Now, for those of you who do not pick individual stocks uh, and actually just you know buy mutual funds or things of the like, well, there are mutual funds that are value mutual funds and they go about trying to purchase uh, these types of stocks and try to um, you know do the same thing, try to find things that below their intrinsic value and see uh, the, the price of the stock actually reveal the intrinsic value later on. And these types of mutual funds can provide some level of stability into your portfolio. Uh, like we said earlier, they typically put off dividends, even though they don't have to. Uh, these types of companies typically put off dividends. They're typically larger and more stable uh, and so it'll put some type of stability into your portfolio, uh, but it can also be a little bit of a drain on returns, uh, especially given that a lot of the stocks that these mutual funds hold in high percentages uh, are going to be large companies that have already found uh, a lot of their value already. So um, just keep that in mind, but uh, it is something that if you are a fund investor, you can purchase value um, mutual funds and they can be very useful. There's a lot of them that have done a lot of good over the long period of time, uh, but just understand what they're investing in and, and understanding exactly what they are doing within that mutual fund and what that fund manager is doing uh, is very important. Uh, and hopefully this video, this uh, episode has helped you to do that uh, in this discussion of value investing. So you may be no Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger or Ben Graham or whatever it may be, or Peter Lynch, but uh, hopefully today has helped you to know uh, how we can go about value investing and the things to look out for in the way of value traps and things of the like. So hopefully this helps you to become a better investor and understand the things that you are investing in better and how you can go about finding value in the stock market. 
So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I will be sure to get back to you there if you haven't done so already. Uh, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, then make sure that you subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's good supplementary materials to the things that I'm putting out in these long form episodes every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you in your financial life, help you to create a plan and keep accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can help you do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work With Dylan tab, and you can select the financial coaching session type that would work best for you, and we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. So tune in tomorrow as we change gears just a bit and go from value investing to growth investing. Uh, and hopefully that will be very helpful for you guys and you can juxtapose the two and you can try to figure out how you want to go about uh, investing in your own life. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.